Good one. There we go. How are you doing, uh, Orion? Welcome to the uh, first interview. Basically, you're our first guest. How are you doing today? Doing great, man. Doing great. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to pick this up and see how this goes for you, buddy. Hell yeah. Like, we talked off camera about that uh, Shenron tattoo. I, I hear, like, I see you're a huge fan of Dragon Ball. Yeah, no, even my coworkers, they, they all know, too. You know, huge Dragon Ball fan, all my friends and family. It's hella funny because, like, for my birthday or, like, whenever people want to give me a gift, like, they'll get, like, Dragon Ball Z backpacks and socks and shirts. I'm just like, this is cool, dude. I don't have to buy any of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I all love right. it. All right. That's that's uh, that's really great. So, basically, uh, just a quick rundown. This is going to be a 10 questions with, and we're with Orion Kosi. Co- is that how, you, how I say the name real quick? Ryan Cozy, awesome, great. So, uh, yeah, so basically this is 10 questions with you, and uh, let's get started with the first one. So basically, um, I, obviously, like, you're an MMA fighter, one of your hobbies, and now it's your job is to it, to be an MMA fighter. But other outside of MMA, uh, what other uh, hobbies, like, do you have? Like, do you uh, like to watch any TV shows, do any other sport? <laughs> Hell yeah. But... No, I, I'm actually, like, very outdoorsy. I like playing, like, a bunch of different sports. So, like, football, basketball, soccer, baseball, like, co-ed softball, like, anything. Dude, anything that's going to be active. Uh, rock climbing, swimming, kayaking, uh, mountain biking, hiking, camping, fishing, hunting. Like, <laughs> I probably do, like, tennis, volleyball. Like, I don't care. I just like being active. Um, I definitely like being in the outdoors, though. I like going to the ocean or going back up home to Humboldt. We had like the forest, we had the ocean. We were able to do a lot of stuff up there, swimming, fishing, um, you know, setting that or like what we would do sometimes is we'd get in a, a drift boat and we'd go drifting down the river for about five miles, me and my brother's a uh, friend of ours. And uh, yeah, we, we'd go fishing and swimming at the same time. Like we'd be in the boat, like casting, and then we'd be like, all right, like put the, uh, you know, rods away, let's go swimming for a little bit and just having a good time, man. Like, those are the kind of things I like to do. I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm a very outgoing person. So I like hanging out with people. Like my buddy has an ass throwing place. So I go over to get ass Lincoln. That's always a good time. And then, uh, yeah, working out, just training, eating healthy. But I do, I always do have a craving for like uh cheesecake. So when people are like, Oh, you want some cheesecake? I have to be like, nah, I'm on a diet. Stuff like that. <laughs> but there, there's times where I'll let myself like have a slice or two or a cheesecake um, milkshake probably the greatest thing ever i invented it i'm gonna i invented it no one else yeah i i have never tried that uh like what's the cheesecake so is it like cheesecake and milk like in a blender or it's a cheesecake milkshake so it's cheesecake ice cream and blended oh shit okay that sounds great that's a, I'll, I'll i'll definitely try that out so here like here's a really good one to do you know how like they have like an oreo uh cheesecake mm-hmm. so do oreo cake mixed with a. Uh, Cookies and cream. Boom. <laughs> that sounds amazing. The fall, like have like a slice of pumpkin <laughs> cake and mix that with some uh, French vanilla ice cream. Boom. Like you really, you really thought this through. Like you have a bunch of flavors going on. <laughs> well, cooking too. So like I got a lot of uh, cooking that I do. I'll, I'll cook a bunch of different like types of meats, salmon. Uh, if I get sturgeon, I'll cook up some sturgeon for back home. I definitely like cooking fish though. Um, and then like steaks and chicken, and then I'll mix it up, do different types of pastas or burgers. I like doing a lot of homemade meals. That's awesome. That's that's really great. That's 
Like you sound like the pretty active person. Like I, I thought it was gonna be like one sport or two. It just hit me with a whole bunch of it. Like you generally like saying that's that's awesome, man. Like I, I love every single answer that you like yeah. mentioned. Watch uh, stuff or like play video games. I do so like yeah. I'll either with my wife or like if I have time, I'll play some video games with some friends or I'll just play like some Dragon Ball Z or Kingdom Hearts. And I got my finally got another Nintendo, so I'm gonna start playing The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a good game that's a recommendation <laughs> awesome so um let's move on to the second question like let's go into the octagon so uh what got you into mma like how'd you get into mma at start uh so my brother and i we grew up wrestling but we also grew up fighting because our dad had us like training a lot in like boxing and wrestling so growing up we were actually like our grades used to be bad when we were kids surprisingly enough um and it wasn't like we were just dumb at school we just would go home and instead of doing homework our dad would have us like throw in the boxing gloves or have us like do mma shit so that was always a good time but then we started having bad grades and my dad's all all right it's time for you guys to do your homework and so i always made sure to like help out my brother with homework if uh he ever needed help and then like a lot of my friends if they needed help with homework too i'd help them out so i was just like very active and wanted to make sure all my friends especially my brother you know pursued like a higher education but also did well and i'm not telling people like they got to go to college to accomplish stuff but definitely like get your you know graduate eighth grade definitely get your high school diploma and then if you want to go to college go to college uh if you know what you want to do but if that's not something for you like trying to find some business ventures definitely try to look forward to not just being that guy who sits at home and sits on the couch all day like look forward to like doing something that's proactive for your life and your future generation yeah, that's that's a wonderful answer, actually. That that's a great advice too. That's great. And yeah, so um, what would you say? Like, you're a pretty new fighter to the uh, UFC. Uh, I know, like, you've got Blood Diamond coming up. Uh, so, uh, what would you say? Like, what's your biggest strength as a an, as an MMA fighter? And uh, what's your biggest weakness if you have one? Like, what's the biggest hole in your game? And what's like the most like the best thing that you do in the end of the um biggest strength obviously is going to be my wrestling and heavy like wall work and like cage work i can grapple well against the cage i don't really get too tired doing that stuff i would have to say because in my last outing I had a lot of people be like oh your gas thing was bad and it's like well it's kind of hard when your arm's going numb the entire time and you get kids in the nuts pretty good <laughs> but um no, my gas tank's good, dude. Like, I, I can keep it up for three rounds or five rounds. I, I can keep a good pace. That's my style of pressure. Um, but one weakness that I definitely worked on was not absorbing more damage than I need to. Like, I ended up uh, – well, obviously, I ended up taking a, too much damage and got sat on my ass, and the ref stopped it. And, honestly, I'm one of those guys like, oh, I could have kept going, you know, even though <laughs> right here on my – I remembered it all. Like, my life didn't go out, just my legs gave out, like, you know, the little pussies they are, but, <laughs> like, hey, I want to train harder, but, no, definitely more head movement, Um, don't get into, like, nasty exchanges when I don't have to, and then I looked at that last fight, too, I had a couple scenarios where I, I didn't realize it rocked him, I was too focused on my arm, like, I think my biggest weakness, and I got rid of it a long time ago, it just ended up popping up, because my arm was, like, really, really numb during that fight, I don't think when I fight, so I do really well in all my fights. So, like, the only time I've ever thought in a fight was my very first amateur fight. And uh, I ended up winning, but, like, you know, like, by a big decision. But I just took the guy to the ground and, like, ground and pound a lot, worked for submissions. 
And then in that last fight with Phil Rowe, I was just so focused on that. It was making me slower. So I just, I mean, that's every fighter's biggest weakness though, is we get, we can't be worried about that stuff. So biggest strength, definitely my wrestling with the dirty boxing. Uh, I got really strong leg kits too. I feel like, and then, um, yeah, just can't let it happen again. Just can't be thinking about any, anything that's going on and just let myself do what I do naturally. That's, that's what I train to do. Like I can think while I'm sparring, I can think while I train, but I can't think while I'm in the cage or else I'm going to be slower. So got to make sure I don't do that next time, which I, I know for a fact I won't be doing that next time. That's, that's great. That's great. And uh, you mentioned earlier, like, um, way like with the before like i even asked you the like the uh, first question you know where you you talked about like uh the cheesecakes and stuff you talked about uh how like you're on a diet and stuff and sometimes you're gonna have to like put aside the cheesecake and focus on um your diet and uh, my question really is uh what like weight do you usually walk around at and i know you fight at 170 and like how hard is it to drop to 170 like come fight night I can fight at 170 or 185, but I walk around like 200, 205, mm -hmm. but only that heavy. So I can stay like recovered and uh, recover from injuries faster. But I'm going to start walking around at like 195 from here on out or like 195 to 200 range. Um, mm -hmm. But I put on more weight because I had to get stronger. I had a neck injury that held me out because my first fight was actually supposed to be against uh, Nicholas Dalby back in 2020, but I ended up getting a really bad neck injury that led to the nerve damage throughout my arm. And so that took a long time to uh, recover from that. So I just told myself, Hey, I'll gain some weight. I'll try to get bigger in uh, size. That way I could recover faster. And that's what I did. Um, but yeah, now I'm back on that track where I'm sticking around 200, 205 and then cutting down. So like right now I'm walking around between 198 to 202. And I'm just keeping it in that range. And as I get closer to the fight, I'll cut more and more. But usually I cut about 15 pounds a week over the fight. And then the other thing I'm not going to do this time is I messed up by cutting the weight the night before. I'm going to start cutting the final, like, five pounds the morning of the weigh-ins. So that way I can rehydrate faster. Yeah, cut it like I – like, uh, I'm, no, I'm no fighter myself, whatever. Like, weight cutting is a shitty part in MMA, like – yeah some people even like mention like i don't know if that's true or not but some people like say sometimes the weed cut is harder than the fight itself uh, so. i don't feel bad for fighters though that are on you know airplanes eating pizza on their way and then saying like oh this weight cut was so hard i cut 30 pounds and it's like you choose you chose to do that to yourself though you chose to cut 30 pounds in one week versus having like a better diet and a better regimen like so i don't feel bad for any of the fighters that oh this weight cut was so hard it's like then move up a weight class like if you're cutting 30 pounds but you're eating pizza and drinking beer the week of the fight i don't feel bad for you if you have a hard weight cut but if you're having a good weight cut that's different yeah that's that's true that's actually really true and i i i'm a pretty like strong advocate for it hey you're a professional fighter weight cutting is a part of fighting and yeah i'm, a, I'm a, i i'm gonna have to agree with you on that and yeah, like, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, uh, like I know you got blood diamond next. And, uh, so, so far, like, uh, obviously like you've been training, but what has like, what has your been like, what has been your top priority in training going into the fight with blood diamond? Uh, just keeping my training the same, dude, literally, literally I'm not going to change anything. There's no need to, my pressure style is going to be useful. I'm not a counter guy too much. Um, I've always been heavy pressure and it's always worked for me. So I'm 
definitely going to be using that pressure to break him down. And I'm going to look for it to uh, finish the fight anywhere, whether it's standing or on the ground. And I know that he's going to look to, you know, try to like set me up to, uh, for those knees. He's going to want me to get baited into like getting caught with like a front kick or a head kick. So I'm just going to get ready for my fight. There's not really too much else I can say. Like, I don't think when I'm in the cage for the most part. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. And uh, you just said like uh, the next question was actually the was um, how do you see that fight with the blood diamond going? I heard that you're looking for a fin like obviously you're looking for a bit for a finish. But let's say like you got that's Mystic Orion talking right now. Uh, what do you think? Uh, like how do you see that fight going with you and Blood Diamond? Like I can see uh, TKO um, ground and found finish. His ground game obviously needs a lot of work. So that's obviously going to be the game plan. He knows that's probably going to be the game plan. He has really unorthodox uh, stand-up, but it works for him. So I got to be careful of not getting caught into his uh, his feints and his traps that are going to set up his – because he does have power behind his kits and his hands. So it's going to be one of those fights where he's going to try to pull the trigger fast, and I feel like that'll be his disadvantage. But I also feel like he might be a little bit more reserved and try to bait me into a trap. So like I said, I'm going to try to get it you know, to the ground or against the cage and – work what I know how to do best. And that's my wrestling instead of my boxing and my uh, kickboxing. That's awesome. That's great. And uh, yeah. So like, uh, like we've already mentioned like a thousand times during this interview, you're a fighter at uh, 170 and thing is about 170. It's, it's super stacked right now. Like Hamzat skyrocketed up the rankings. You got people like uh, Kamaru Usman, Leon Edwards, uh, Kobe Covington, they're all run uh, like they're all running the division from the top uh what do you like what separates you from the rest of the competition like the names i've named like and the multiple like thousands of fighters not thousands but <laughs> same number of fighters that you're looking like you're going up against what separates you from them honestly man in the fight game anything can happen we, we've seen that with a lot of these fighters uh i mean take a look at yuri versus uh Tex. Mm. Uh, yeah, who was it? Uh, Glover Teixeira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last fight, his last fight, the championship fight? Yuri yeah. beat fishing artist with the submission. So for me, it's really one of those things. Once you're in the UFC, the thing that's going to separate everybody is uh, work ethic. And a lot of the guys at 170, they're at the top, they have a great work, uh, work ethic. So I see myself getting there to being one of those top contenders. But I just had to keep proving it. And obviously, I lost my last fight. So I got a lot of catch up to do. I, I need to, you know, try to get three, four, five fights before the end of the year. I feel great right now. So hopefully, the game plan is to go get a fast finish and stay healthy and then get another quick fight right after. The UFC already knows I'll do three fights five weeks or three fights in three weeks. I don't care. I just want to fight. All right. Good looks. That's, that sounds great. Like, looking forward to seeing the, these fights that you're talking about. Like, I've seen a couple of, uh, like, I've seen a couple of fights before that, like, going into this interview, and, like, I'm a huge fan of your style, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but that, uh, like, that, like, gives me a quick follow-up to the next question, which is, uh, if you could have, like, you said you you can fight at 185, you can fight at 170. Uh, so if you could pick between, like, these two divisions, if you could have, let's say, a dream fight, right, with anyone in UFC history from 170 or 185, you can get creative and go outside like the these two divisions, uh, but basically, if you had a dream UFC fight, who would you like to go up against? Man, George uh, George St Pierre, just because of how much respect I have for him, I would have uh, 
if he was like in his prime during, you know, my time, that would have been a, that'd be something I would have loved to do just because he's one of the greats. But if we had to go based off who we have today, it would definitely have to be guys like uh, Izzy, Usman, Covington, Whitaker, uh, even uh, Kamayev, Burns, like all the top contenders. Like those are all great fights to have. But if I had to pitch somebody from like back in the day, definitely GSP or Anderson, like just you always want to know like if you would have did well against guys like that, uh, like Rich Franklin, that would, you know, Chuck Liddell, all those guys. Um, but for today, the game is changing. It's evolving, obviously. But definitely, I, I just want to fight top contenders, but I got to work my way up there. Definitely, definitely. And so let's look ahead for like to the future for like the final question for you uh, tonight. Uh, so basically, when it's all said and done, let's say like you you fought you fought in the UFC, you had a couple fights, you like you your career like your career is done, you retired from MMA. What would you want to be remembered for at the end of your career, like when it's all said and done? Being the guy that goes out there and doesn't back down from a fight. I'm, I'm not going to back down from any fight. Like, I'm going to go out there and do my uh, best to try to get that W. But at the same time, I'm going to try to put on a show for the fans too. I don't want to be that guy who. I could literally get somebody to the ground and just like hold on and then like throw a couple punches, hold on, throw a couple, you know, but that's boring. I don't want to, I never, I don't ever want to go to a decision, but if I ever do go to a decision, I want it to be known as one of the greatest fights of all time. I, it better be one of the greatest fights that the fans have ever witnessed if it ever does go to a decision, but the fans should always expect me to be looking to finish a fight. I'm never going to be that guy who could be up two rounds to none and I'm winning the third round. There's one minute left to go. I'm not just going to hold on. I'm going to look for the finish. I'm going to still try to get the finish because I want to try to get some win bonuses, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. That's like that's one of the reasons, like I said, that I believe I truly believe that you're going to be like, I'm not buttering you up because I'm doing an interview. That's just like serious talk. I genuinely like think you, you got a huge um, you got a bright future in uh, the UFC. That's like I like your fighting style. I like how you do stuff, and I really love that uh, that answer. Like, not backing down from a fight, that was a really tough answer. I really love that. When they told me that Nick Dalby could be my first uh, UFC fight, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was on my honeymoon when I got offered that. My manager, Jason, I love that guy. He's all, brother, you know, like, uh, this is going to be a good, tough fight. And I was like, I don't care, sign it. He's all, man, I love you, brother. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like, oh, okay, no. And my wife, uh, you know, we're on our honeymoon. Like I said, she saw, hey, Jason's done. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, we got the fight, brother. I was like, sweet, let's do this. But then obviously the injury happened. So I definitely want to reel off some wins. Um, and that's still a fight I'd like to have, too. Um, I feel like I owe Nick Dalby that. So that is awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, like, for doing uh, this interview again with me. And I believe, like, that's all the uh, questions I have for you today. And like again, man, thank you so much. You've been a great guest. And look, you got yeah, you're a fan of them, like you're a friend of the MMA dictionary, right? You you always got a fan. You always got a fan in me, right? That's you're you're my first interview. <laughs> so you've always got a fan in me. And thank you so much, man, for like coming out and talking to me in this interview. Of course, yeah. Hopefully, you can get some more people, and then uh, yeah, let's definitely do this again after. Uh, hopefully, I get my win. Let's do that. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much, man. And yeah, have a good one. Take care.